Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Next Level Nutrition Biz podcast. Today, I'm super excited. I have my friend, actually my past client and certified holistic nutritionist, Erin Lamb, here to talk about a day in the life of her nutrition business. These are my favorite episodes. I love just like digging in and hearing all about what nutritionists do on a day-to-day basis, um, kind of how they started their business. We're going to ask Erin actually um, how she juggles being a parent and running her business and um, some of the favorite like programs and platforms she uses to run her nutrition business. So really excited about that today. Um, Let me just tell you a little bit about Erin. In high school, Erin developed a complex with her weight. She was never overweight, but never fit. And she thought that by being skinnier, she would be more liked. So she dabbled in diets. She was constipated, bloated, and felt out of control around food. And after living in Ecuador, she gained 30 pounds in three months. So she ended up panicking and um, that actually led to more dieting, skipping meals, and exercising like crazy. She was trying everything to manage her weight, which was what made her digestive issues even worse. And it wasn't just about the weight anymore. The list of foods she could eat was shrinking and her bloating was impacting her social life. So what she thought was unimaginable is um, her life today. She thought she would always be the one who had to eat diet foods. And today she can eat steak, potatoes, butter, cookies, chips, all of the good foods. And her energy is high, so she has a fiery metabolism, and she's regular, and her favorite uh, foods feel and taste great. She's never felt better. She can eat dairy without issue, eat with her family and friends without the bloat, isn't stressed around food, and food doesn't control her life. Through her education in holistic nutrition, she learned that it wasn't about restricting more, exercising harder, or doing detoxes to curb cravings, and she finally came to the understanding she needed to fix her gut to overcome her bloating and food sensitivities. Erin became obsessed with gut health and created the Good Gut Method, um, which is what she wished she had back when she was going through all of these struggles and now helps women accomplish the same thing she was able to accomplish. And I actually love when you share this story, Erin, on social media, you share pictures of you back in the day, kind of really like having that food restriction and struggling with food. So I think in you really sharing your story, you're helping so many people who probably are going through that right now. So yeah, kudos to you for being so open about what you went through. Oh, thanks, Stephanie. I appreciate that. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) I'm really excited to have you. Um, I, like I mentioned, really love these episodes. It's just such a nice chance for people to learn more of like the back end of of business. Do you find yourself like curious about how other people are running their own nutrition businesses? (laughs) Oh, always like, I'm always like, oh, I just wish I could watch like a video of someone's day, I guess, like reality TV, maybe like a reality show about a day in the life of a nutritionist or something. <laughs> yeah, that actually, I'm like, that would be good. I'd watch that too. <laughs> 
Okay. Well, to get everybody on the same page, if they're not familiar with you, um, can you just tell us like where you went to nutrition school and when you graduated? For sure. So I attended um, the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition um, at their Edmonton location. And I graduated back in 2018, which is crazy now to think about. That's like five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And so right out of school, um, well, I, I know the story because we ended up working together to get your business set up, but can you just tell us a little bit about like right out of school, like, did you know you wanted to have a nutrition business or did it happen kind of like a couple of years later or like, just kind of like, tell us where you're at, like just graduating nutrition school. Yeah. Um, so actually the reason why I went to nutrition school in the first place, well, part of it actually was because of the struggles that I went through. Um, but I, and so because of that, at the time I had like a gluten and dairy free food blog kind of, and I did a lot of it on Instagram and I was like, you know, I should have some like knowledge or some type of education to back this up, what I'm sharing with people. Mm -hmm. Um, so I started looking into schools. That's how I found, um, CSNN. And then throughout the program, I always was like, what am I going to like, what am I going to help people with? And I always just came back to like, well, I struggle so much with food sensitivities and like, I really want to help people with this. So I think I mentioned this in the last, I think I mentioned this in the last podcast episode Mm -hmm. I was on. um, But yeah, one of the first things I did was start working with you, um, which was, I still like, think it's one of the best decisions I made for my business. Um, and I wish I always made decisions as easily as I did then, but I Mm -hmm. wanted to jump right into my business and start getting clients. And I knew that would be the quickest way to get there since I barely, we didn't really learn much about like how to run a business or anything in school. And so when I heard about you, I was like, yep, that's exactly what I need. Like, that's what I need to do. And I'm like the queen of starting something before I'm ready and before things are perfect. Like I still feel like my business is far from perfect, but I've learned so much just from showing up. Thank you so much for sharing all that because um, I think you do come from like a unique standpoint where you, I remember like us meeting for the first time and you being like, well, I already do have an audience built. Like you had already had, correct me if I'm wrong, but like thousands of of Instagram followers. Is that right? Yeah. Like it was actually when it was much easier to grow your Instagram, I had more fault. Like, yeah, like quite a few followers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I remember you being like, okay, I now have my nutrition education and background. I have my Instagram, I have my blog, but I think the main thing was like figuring out what you were going to sell. Like you were giving so much like free information all the time. And, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like there was some hesitation on your end to like, um, maybe like, I don't know if niche down is the right thing, but to like almost start excluding people by sharing more about your business. Is that right? Totally. Yeah. You have it like right on, like, I definitely, you definitely helped me niche down more and figure out like out of with the information I'm sharing, what can I actually help people with more than just sharing recipes? 
Yeah. Okay. I remember that. And, you know, I think you're, you're not alone there. There's some people that I know, um, that have like a nutrition Instagram or a nutrition, um, blog before they, you know, become a nutritionist or get certified or anything. And it's like that unique position of like, okay, how do I now like get paid for this? Or how do I, you know, you don't, you don't want to just come across like so businessy or salesy all of a sudden because you built this organic following. So I remember us having conversations around like kind of how to transition into more of like a business model. And, um, I guess the question I want to ask is like, I know when we started, you were really passionate, um, at the time about, uh, for gut health, like elimination diets and doing more of that, like elimination style, which I, I believe has now shifted to more like, you know, gut health metabolism. So maybe you can just talk us through, like, how long did you do the elimination diet focus for? When did it kind of shift? Where is your, you know, where are you at now with your niche? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think, to be honest, a lot of it was just understanding my messaging a lot. So Mm. I did focus, yeah, like a lot on elimination diets to begin with. Um, and just as I've gained more education through research, um, on my own as well, kind of moving away from some of that, Mm -hmm. um, like, yes, I, I do use elimination diets, um, sometimes as part of my programs or protocols. However, that's not like the main focus. Like there's so much more to it than removing foods from your diet, which I'm sure, um, like most nutritionists know. Mm -hmm. Um, but just like changing that messaging a lot, I think starting, like I still help people with food sensitivities and figuring out their trigger foods, but realizing that there's so much more to having a wider variety of foods in your diet. Um, and understanding that, like helping people understand that when we have optimal gut health, everything in our body is so connected and functions better. And when we focus on metabolism, that's actually something newer that I've started to talk about, um, more like in the last year, um, but how our metabolism impacts more than just our weight. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And I guess like one thing kind of too, I mean, I'm so thankful that you're sharing all of this because I think it goes to show that like you pick a niche and that doesn't mean you have to like stay in that exact niche. Like, oh, I guess, you know, elimination diet. I have to like, until I die, like I'm an elimination (laughs) diet nutritionist. Like you're a good example of like pivoting, finding something that maybe feels better to you or like a better fit, or even like you said, more research and being like, okay, that's like a belief I had at point A and maybe in point B in my business, I have a different understanding of like how I want to support clients. So yeah, I think you're a really good example of that. Yeah. Um, it actually was kind of scary for me to like make that shift at first. Cause I think we do, it's common to feel like, Oh, I chose this niche. Like I need to stick here. Um, but when you do, when you make that shift, it often feels more like, I think the key is just like you want your business to feel aligned with you. And it just like, no, some things no longer were feeling aligned and it kind of felt like there was more like roadblocks and it felt more difficult to just like run my business and work with clients. But then when I shifted some of that messaging and just like education, even things just felt more smooth. Yeah. And do you think a lot of that has to do with like 
the elimination diet is like a tool we use for people who are struggling with certain symptoms. Um, but you weren't really talking, you were kind of more like at the beginning, um, I guess, promoting this tool or trying to connect with people by being like, this is a thing that will solve your problems without actually talking to like the pain points that someone was going through. Like, do you feel like more now you're like in touch with like talking about somebody being uncomfortably bloated where they can't fit in their pants or being able to cut out their favorite foods? Like did that really almost change your business once you started speaking to those points? 100%. Mm. Yeah. I think like no one or people like I think about when I like want to work with someone or buy something, I'm not really focused on like the tools that they use more mm-hmm. so like what the end results going to be like, how are they going to help me? Yeah. With like bloating, for example, not really like what they're going to do. I mean, it does make a difference a little bit. Um, but also like an elimination diet isn't very enticing. Like that's not yeah. something that someone's like, Oh, I'm se-. like, people are lining up yeah, to do yeah. that. It's not like a sexy thing. People are like, <laughs> Oh, great. But yeah, I guess it probably felt more laborious having to like over explain why that's a tool that's going to help them. And maybe it feels, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but like easier to just speak to those common things people are struggling with, struggling with that you also struggled with. It's maybe more of a connector than trying to sell the thing you're using to help them get there. Totally. Totally. And I mean, it's not for like everyone and there's like nuances to it. Yeah. You're exactly right. Right. Like, um, you know, I think that's the thing in business. Like there's just, people are so different and they're going to connect with different messaging. It's not necessarily just going to be like, you know, everybody, you say bloating and everybody connects to that. Or you talk about elimination diet and everybody connects to that. Like, you know, something I've talked about this on the podcast before, not, not super frequently, but there's also like different awareness levels. Like someone might be coming to you because they're bloated and they have no idea it's their gut is the issue. Um, and somebody that might've already been to a doctor and like a gastro person and, and they know it's their gut and they just need the help. So we, we almost need to like, when we're using our messaging and our marketing, we need to speak to like multiple different awareness levels. And if we're just trying to say like, here's the tool to help you, people might not even know what the problem is to begin with. So for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've done like a great job of like kind of touch pointing, like no matter where someone's at in their gut health journey, you're kind of connecting with them, um, you know, and, and sharing like the, the problems and the solution as well. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I'd love to just transition maybe into, you know, now that we've got the story of like your nutrition education, your own personal story, um, you know, the starting point of your business, what does your business look like now? Uh, Which I think is probably a very different discussion than maybe like prior to you having kids. So I would love to know, like, <laughs> yeah. maybe even now as a mom and a, a mom with young children, like, what does your day-to-day look like in your business? Yeah, it definitely has changed since having kids. Um, so I don't currently have childcare. I have a three-year-old and a 19-month-old, and I don't currently have childcare. So my time to work is very limited. But this is also one thing I love about having my own business and being able to work from home that I can still be with my kids, like Mm -hmm. work in the time blocks that I have and like feel fulfilled and still like enjoy doing both. So 
my girls, they both nap in the afternoon consistently, which is like a miracle. Yes. <laughs> I feel really lucky about that. Um, so I have between two and two and a half hour blocks in the afternoon. And so whatever I don't get done in the afternoon, I try to finish in the evening when my kids go to bed. However, I still do want to spend time with my husband Mm -hmm. and like give him attention. So yeah, I feel like the time that I have is quite limited. So I have to be really focused when I do have those times to work. And so for me to do that, I find I try to prioritize like the big tasks first where I have more creative juices, like other than like, just like hopping on Instagram and Mm-hmm. responding to dms or whatever and then getting sucked into the black hole yeah. of instagram which i'm sure we all know um so that's like what i try to do sometimes that does happen where i get sucked into instagram and then i do notice a big difference in like my productivity mm, yeah that makes a lot uh, of sense versus yes. just like jumping into email or like yeah using all of your brain energy on like those small little things yeah yeah okay. yeah mm-hmm. Um, so I do try to batch, like, um, batch my work and like batch my content that I create, um, and use that content for like a bunch of different platforms and then just kind of like tweak it wherever I'm like posting it, like, um, social media, emails, blog posts, newsletters, whatever that may be. And I typically do that on Saturdays. Um, cause my husband's off work. So I do have like a little bit of time, although I don't want to be working all Saturday cause mm-hmm. we want to do fun things too, but I try to take a little bit of time then to write my posts. And then usually like the night before I post them, that's when I'll like create a graphic or put together a reel that I filmed earlier in the week or something. Mm. Um, I've actually been loving like carousels lately because it's easy to just create like a few posts and then like add my post for Instagram into the caption yeah well can Um, I give you a tip too and actually you might already be doing (laughs) tip for everybody you might already be doing this something I've kind of noticed um some like uh colleagues that I really look up to have done this is uh take their uh newsletter so like the email you're writing you know every week or, you know, however often once a month and actually like, um, kind of screenshotting that email content and putting it in a carousel. Have you ever done that? Oh, love it. I haven't. I've like repurposed it kind of, but Mm -hmm. I haven't done it that way. So that's a good idea. Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, yeah, give it a try. And like, um, I think it's just, again, a nice way to repurpose. And obviously like not everybody has the time to like sit and read like an Instagram kind of carousel image that's like text, but I think it's also just yeah. a different way to reach people. That's not just like a reel with audio or like some kind of graphic. Like, you know, I think we're just appealing to multiple senses when we're, when we're trying things out like that. Yeah. Which I love. And I make, I feel like it makes you feel like you're, you're having success no matter what, because there's going to be someone who learns that way. Yeah. Versus yeah, exactly. like a reel or something like that. Totally. And then yeah. now you've just saved time and created something from something that's already created. Right. So you don't yeah. have to be thinking, double thinking. Right. So yes. yeah, I love anything <laughs> like that. Yeah. Any hack like that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I guess too, like I, 
I'll usually like pick certain days to do things. Um, like I'll do a day where I I'll write like emails. Um, I kind of like try to batch my work like that. Mm-hmm. And that's really been helpful. Do you think like, um, were you doing that before having kids or is that just something now you've implemented since having younger children? Um, I did do some of that. I found that I kind of like jumped around a lot though. And I used to be really organized when I was young and then I don't know what happens. <laughs> just <laughs> I became not so organized. So I'm like trying to get back into like being more organized and I it almost helps in a way where I have limited time where I'm like, okay, it's important to batch my work. Yeah. So I can get things done. So it is something kind of newer that I've been doing. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Ready to start your nutrition business, but have no idea what steps you need to take? No problem. That's exactly why I've created a completely free workshop for you called Six Steps to Start Your Nutrition Biz and Sign Your First Paying Clients. In this on-demand workshop, I'm sharing my six-step roadmap to starting a successful nutrition business without a huge social media following or years of experience. I'll also share the top three mistakes I see most new nutritionists making when starting their business and how to avoid them, and the must-have tools you need to run a successful nutrition business and wow your clients from day one. Oh, and did I mention that the workshop is completely free? Sign up at stephanielong.ca slash workshop and get instant access right now. So uh, that actually like perfectly leads into another question I have, um, you know, because it sounds like obviously a lot of your time is spent like marketing and creating content and like more like business upkeep. So um you know, I'm curious and I'm sure everyone listening is curious, like when do you fit in something like one-on-one coaching? Like, are you doing nutrition consultations or, um, I know you also have your online chorus, um, uh, good gut method. So is it, you know, that's the one and only focus or how, just like, how are you doing the actual, or how are you fitting the client work in as well? Yeah. So, yeah. So previously in, like my business, I was just seeing one-on-one clients. And, um, like when I first had Ruby, my first little girl, um, I just was finding it difficult to manage having clients and being a mom as well. And so I slowly have transitioned a bit away from that. And that's what, like one of the main reasons why I created the good gut method, my online course, um, which is a similar, like, program that I took my one-on-one clients through obviously not as tailored Mm -hmm. as you can get in a in a one-on-one setting and I do love doing one-on-one like seeing one-on-one clients it's very fulfilling I love to be able to talk to like talk to the clients that are doing the program um at this point in my life I am not taking on as many as I did so Mm -hmm. typically like one a quarter is like my max and who knows that could change in the future for that reason in my online course the good gut method I added more of a support there so I could interact more with the people that I'm working with um so I do like a group coaching call once a month with them um and obviously like in a one or sorry in an online course it won't be like as tailored um to the client. Mm -hmm. However, it does have 
like a lot of the foundations and they are able to upgrade if they do want to more of that. But I also wanted to be able to make it like more accessible to people who couldn't afford to work with me one-on-one um, or it wasn't like in their budget. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so my online course is my main focus right now. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm sure like, you know, maybe it was prompted by having children and then trying to juggle your time and um, maybe also even experience. Like, did you find yourself with your one-on-one clients, like repeating yourself a lot and saying the same thing? And and did that make you kind of be like, oh, maybe I could just like create an online course. So I don't have to repeat myself over and over. <laughs> yes. Yes, totally. Like, obviously I would talk about different things with each one-on-one client, but everyone needs the foundations. And that's just something that I see missed so often when I talk to people, um, when they're struggling with gut health, metabolism, and digestive issues, then I'm like, everyone needs this. And so that was a huge reason also why I wanted to do it. And yes, I didn't have to repeat myself so many times, (laughs) which is always nice. Do you think that like having the experience working with clients helped you create the online course? Or do you think you almost could have just created the online course, like, you know, right out of school? Um, personally, like with my personality and like the way I learn and like create things, definitely working one-on-one with people was like the best thing that I could do first. So I could see, because everyone is so different, like see a bunch of different cases and then like create a program from that, like what I see the most common where I see people struggle the most often, like where they need the most support. And so, yeah, I feel like that was like really great that I was able to do that before. And I still do like, like the one-on-one aspect now, so I can keep up with that Mm -hmm. um, to like tweak my program as well. Like if something isn't working or if something needs to be changed, then I can make updates like as I go. I see. So did you almost just like take a chunk of time to sit down, create like, you know, and I know from firsthand experience, like all of the time and effort to create the (laughs) online course, like it's quite a big chunk. Um, Did you kind of like sit and create that all in one go? And then now if need be, you just go in and update a module or did you like slowly create it over like months or years? Uh, I did it all at once. And actually, so I, the first time I created it, it was before my second daughter was born. And so I was like, I have a time limit. I need to get this or like a deadline. I was like, I need to get this done. Um, so it took me a few months there. And then I ran that program for about a year, I think. And just the teaching style, I really want to change it. So it was worked with more women. I felt like I added videos to it and I did a bunch of upgrades to it. So I basically redid the whole course. A lot of the information was from like, is familiar, similar from the first course. Um, but just kind of tweaked how it went, like how the clients went through it. And again, with that, it actually worked out well because we were in the process of moving and we lived at my parents for a few months. And so I would wake up in the morning, like kind of early work on the course before my mom would watch my girls before she went to work. And then I did that the whole time we were living there. So I also had a deadline there and did that in about six weeks. (laughs) 
Wow. That's quite a lot to accomplish, but I think you're right. It's almost like when you're given so much time, you can procrastinate and take all of the time. But I know from all of my clients who are moms and just like the secondhand kind of experience that I get from them, it's like, okay, when you don't have any time, you get it done. And, you know, sometimes (laughs) it's nice to have that tighter deadline because, um, yeah, it's just like amazing what you can do in like a shorter time frame. So uh, you must have felt yeah. pretty accomplished after that six weeks to be like, oh gosh, it's done. And oh yes. <laughs> now I can sell this. And and has that been like quite, um, yeah, maybe just like for a second, talk about like, what has your business been like since having the passive online course? Like, are you getting, um, are you getting sales? Like, is it doing well? Or like kind of what does that look like for you kind of on a weekly or monthly basis? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm actually in the process of creating like a masterclass type webinar to make it more passive. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's like my project right now. But with that being said, I still do sometimes like check my email and find, oh, someone enrolled in the good gun method. And that is like just the best feeling ever to be like, oh, like I put in all this work and it's paying off. So yes, with, it's not completely passive. So I still do have to like market Mm -hmm. constantly. Um, but it is consistent. And I found, I made a huge shift in my messaging when I like revamped the good gut method the second time. And since then it has been quite a bit more consistent. Yeah, that's great. That's really good to know. And, you know, I think (laughs) like the point is, I think nothing's passive. Like I, I, you know, I kind of poorly use the word passive there. Even sometimes when I say like passive income, I'm like, well, let's do a disclaimer that nothing is really truly passive. Like there's still going to be the marketing piece. There's still going to be the, yes. the chorus upgrades you have to make the monthly, you know, for you and also myself in, in my launch your nutrition biz chorus, like a monthly group call, like, you know, those things aren't passive, but I think the point is like, you know, as you know, trying to win back some of your time, but still be making income with something that you've created once and maybe just have mm-hmm. to put lesser um, time into overtime versus, you know, one-on-one clients, like you are trading time for money. So mm-hmm. it's a bit of a different yeah. model. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, lastly, I'd love to hear what are like the programs or the platforms you use in your business, maybe even specifically like if you want to talk about like the online course platform you use or just, just anything that helps you run a bit more of like an organized business. Yeah. I love that you said organized business because again, <laughs> that's like my goal. Yeah, year. exactly. <laughs> um, so I use teachable to host my online course. I believe you do too. I do. Unless, yeah. 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 Um, so I've always used that. The one thing I don't love if you have like the basic like package, they take quite a bit mm-hmm. from like the sale. Um, but overall it's, I find it's like a really great platform. It's easy for the students to like use it. Mm-hmm. Um, it took a little bit like of a learning curve when I started using it, but now it's like super simple. Um, for my website, I have that on Squarespace and I've done that since I started working with you and I really enjoyed using that platform. Mm -hmm. um for meal plans I've always I don't use them a ton anymore like I have some in my course just for like support 
like for them to use as reference if they want to follow it they can I used to make them like more when I was seeing more one-on-one clients like more specific to them and I just created meal plans for people to buy so I've always used that clean life Mm -hmm. and I've thought I think it's a great platform if you're looking to use that and it was helpful even when I was creating the good gut method it just like saves a lot of time when you're trying to think of meal ideas um, and meals for people they're like always upgrade like making updates to it too which is awesome yeah I know they've added like they're always adding new like pre-made plans in and you know different access points for client your clients and stuff like that so yeah it's I've always been a fan of that clean life. They're, they're awesome. And yeah. definitely a time saver. Um, I was going to ask you, you mentioned earlier, like your newsletter or like doing email marketing. Do you do that through a specific platform? Yes. Um, actually it's something I've been meaning to switch for a while now. I just, I can't, it's like on my list of things to do. Oh, we talked um, about this recently. Did we not? I yes. think you and I had some messages back and forth. Yes. <laughs> so again, like I've used MailChimp since the beginning and like it's worked. I just like, don't love it. It's not like super easy to use. And I have heard there are much better platforms than that. Um, so yeah, that's what I use currently. I'm planning to switch to Flowdesk or active campaign, I think, Mm -hmm. um, just trying to decide between the two. But once I like, I just have like a template created in MailChimp right now. And so I just like replicate it every week Mm -hmm. when I send out a newsletter and it's easy that way now that I have it down, but I'm doing like, um, what's the word that you use when you send out like a bunch of emails? Oh, like, um, like an automated email sequence? Yes. Yes, Okay. Yeah. Do you have some of those set up? Um, so yeah, so using automated sequences, it is not super friendly for that. I do mm. have one set up, but it's quite a bit of like manual, which I'm sure every email platform has some of that, but yeah. it's not really easy to do it through MailChimp. I know I was like an OG MailChimp. Like that's where <laughs> I started. I was like, okay, I can make this work. And I think like, honestly, it's a great platform. And I think it's just hard when you like it's been around for so long. And I think when newer programs like Flowdesk come in and it's just like so user-friendly, I think their Flowdesk is taking the complaints of the other email marketing platforms and making that, you know, addressing that in their platform. So I think there are so many more streamlined and um, well-organized platforms. You know, I am a big fan of Flowdesk myself. And the thing is like, you can always change just like you're saying, like, you know, export your list, bring it over to a new platform. Sure, it's going to take time, but like, even let's say you picked Flowdesk and you're like, oh shoot, I should have went with Active Campaign. It's like not the end of the world to have to switch totally. platforms. It's more annoying, but I think it's just like another good reminder. Like, you're not going to make the wrong choice, but you know, it is good to do some research to find what works best for you. Yeah. And again, like nothing's ever like super set in stone. Like you can flow with your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Change over time. Mm-hmm. Well, thank yeah. you so much for coming on. I, I, that was really great just to hear kind of what you use in your business. And um, I love hearing about like juggling parenthood, you know, especially being maybe like a newer parent with younger children and having to shift the business from more of like that one-on-one model in the past to, to now more of like online course uh, focus. And then also, I just love that you shared like 
the shifting in your messaging and your niche. Like, I think it's just like, I, I don't know if you sit back and kind of look at your growth over the years, but, you know, even just myself being with you from the beginning and seeing where you're <laughs> at now and how much has like refined and changed. And, you know, you should just be really proud of yourself, how far you've come in five years. Like that's still, you know, a new business. And a lot of businesses, they say, you know, if they, they you know, a lot of them fail before five years, so you've made it at this point. So you should be really proud yeah. of yourself. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Stephanie. Yeah, yeah, it is like it's fun to look back and see like, oh, like it's grown like so much, or like funny to see the things that I did before. Like, yeah. oh, why did I do that? But <laughs> all learning experience, and it's been a exciting journey. I is what I can say about it. Yeah. You kind of almost have to have grace for your past self that you're like, mm, maybe I wouldn't post like that aesthetic anymore, or maybe I wouldn't say it in that way. And it's like, it's all just testing. And, you know, I like to think, you know, okay, at the end of the day, we're all just like little specks on this like floating planet, like, you know, making mistakes and doing our best and nothing's, nothing's an emergency. Nothing's too serious. Right. Like, yeah, <laughs> sure. And sometimes it's embarrassing to make a mistake publicly, you know, in front of your community, but like nobody's really paying as much attention as we are. So I think like we just have to, just like you said, you're good at taking the action. Um, and I think that's exactly what you have to do, which goes to show why your business is on the trajectory it is at now. So that's really amazing yeah. to see. Yeah. Well, would you um, share with everybody kind of where they can follow you on Instagram and then maybe just like a quick word about your um, online course and where they can find that? For sure. So I'm over on Instagram all the time at erinlam.ca, which is the same as my website, which is where you can find my online course, The Good Gut Method. So in that course, I work with people to help them optimize their gut, to overcome their bloating, maintain their weight, and enjoy food that they love. It's a self-paced online course. So feel free if you want to check it out. On, yeah, you can head over to my website, www.erinlam.ca. Perfect. And I will put all of those links in the show notes for people to check out. And I'm just so like, I, I'm always so in awe. I mean, I learn a lot from the way you share about your online course. And I'm like, oh, I love that. Like Erin's got like this really great method of, you know, like, just like connecting with her community and I'm taking pointers. So, you know, definitely <laughs> I recommend everyone else go follow Erin, um, cheer her on, you know, send clients her way. If, if you're not able to work with them, you know, on, on gut health, you know, Erin's definitely a pro and send them her way for her online chorus. And yeah, I think it's just great to also see what, how people are running things, you know, um, and just how much you've grown. So thanks again for coming on. This is, this has been really, really great. And it's always really nice to chat, you know, on the podcast. And also I love when you send me little messages and we can connect and I can see where you're up, what you're up to. So, um, yeah, thanks again for coming on. Yes. Thanks so much, Stephanie. I've loved being here and I'm so glad that we've kept up our friendship over the years. And I am just, I want to say, I, I love that we can learn from each other, that yeah. there's always so much that we can share and grow and friendship is so important when running a business. So I'm grateful for that. Oh, 100%. I agree. Thank you so much. I'm so happy that you're here and can't wait to see where you go next. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend, or take us on social media. Catch you next time.